Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Roots of Life podcast. Thank you for being here today. If you'd like to know more about the Roots of Life podcast, go to rootsoflifepodcast.com. You can also reach out to me and James at rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com. We also have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so you can feel free to reach out to us there as well at any time. Thank you for being here today, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23 of the Roots of Life podcast. My name is Taylor. I am one half of the hosts on the Roots of Life podcast, joined by He Only Does Everything, James Fitzgerald. Hello, everybody. How are you today? Um, I'm really excited for this podcast. We're getting up there in numbers. We've got episode 23 today. We are quarter of a way to 100. Almost. Almost. Well, I feel like it anyway. We have we have quite a few more episodes than 23. They're just either unreleased or bonus episodes that don't count towards our 23. But today we've decided that because we are so masterful in the podcasting genre at this point, at 23, you know, every 23-year-old is basically... They're fully grown. They know everything. They're not going to learn anything else ever. So we've decided that we're going to tell everybody how to make a podcast. Because That's a bold statement. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I had trouble saying it all and not just laughing the whole way through. Uh, yeah, so we're going to tell you how to make a podcast, um, as it has been for us. And then some of the apps that we use now to keep ourselves going to keep working to keep everything kind of efficient and fluid now i want to say quickly we use certain apps that may be expensive and uh maybe not within everybody's means and so we'll try and suggest some other uh ones that will do the job similarly and but for a cheaper cost yeah (laughs) It's sometimes a bit expensive for some of these things. Mm-hmm. So, first thing you need, a microphone. Tell them, tell them loud, Jimmy. You need some sort of microphone. Taylor is, of course, a lot better at explaining the types of microphones. There is, I believe, there's dynamic and what's the other one? The one condenser. that we use? Condenser. We use Large condenser microphones. Large diaphragm condensers. Yes. Yeah. So... I've, from what I've read, um, a lot of people use dynamic microphones for podcasting because, Taylor? <laughs> um, I don't know. They'd probably, they, they're less sensitive, I guess. They pick up, like, they won't, dynamic microphones won't pick up as much of, like, the background noise and a lot of the little articulate things that you may not necessarily need in a podcast, whereas if you're uh, doing... If you're recording music or, you know, other, I guess, like very particular articulate things, then you might want that kind of information in the recording. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And from my understanding, the dynamic microphones are usually, you can get them cheaper as well, right? Not all I guess of them, so. so. I mean, course, there's, but... there's, you can, some of the like most widely used uh, dynamic microphone like an SM57 they're like $100 mm-hmm. 
Okay. And they're like one of the most popular microphones. They're, I don't know. I wouldn't say that they're necessarily... Uh, they're not separated by price. Like you okay, can get very cheap dynamic microphones. You can get very expensive yeah. dynamic microphones. You can get very cheap condenser microphones. You can get very expensive condenser microphones. So, hmm. but there is uh, options in both, and they yeah. do have uh, different benefits and cons to them. Uh, but yes, I do know that a lot of people do use dynamic microphones for podcasting. We do not. We use a large diaphragm condenser called an AT2020, which is Audio-Technica. You may know them for more for their headphones. They do make studio-quality headphones, and you will see those in a lot of stores like Best Buy and Future... Well, Future Shop's not around anymore, but... And then also in... Uh, I don't know what the stores are down in the States, but we have... Long McQuaid and Tom Lee Music, which are base your basic music stores, which have everything from guitars to recording gear to uh, turntables to amps and speakers and bass and drum kits and sheet music and pianos and all that jazz. So, and to be honest, I think I started on the wrong spot because to get that microphone to work, you're going to need a computer. Yes. <laughs> that's so, actually not entirely true that's correct you need you can so you can use a computer which is uh if you're gonna use a computer then you will also need an audio interface which usually hooks up to your computer via usb or thunderbolt depending usually if it's a thunderbolt like you're gonna be spending quite a bit more money but you can get like the little uh, like Zoom multi-track recorders. You know, they you put in like a little SD card, and you can plug in two microphones to them. And I know quite a few people use those because ah. you can literally take them. They're the size of say like I don't know like an old Game Boy or something, and yeah. you can take it anywhere with you. Plug in a couple of microphones. You know, so if you're going to a location to do a podcast with a guest or something like that, then you can take that with you and it's super easy. And then you're not lugging a computer around. You're not carrying an interface and a, a microphone stand and XLR cables and all this jazz. So it makes it a lot easier and a lot more compact. So that is another option. I actually like that idea. Cause there's, yeah. a, there's a couple guests that I want to go see. And I, I was always thinking like, man, I got to lug so much stuff over there, but that'd be something cool that we should, that I would look into actually. Yeah, um, I looked into it at a couple points, but again, there's the newer ones and there's older ones and the new ones. I think they're, I want to say they're even in like the $300 range okay. for the Zoom ones. So, you know, like they're, like, it really depends on how much you're wanting to invest into yeah. it, right? But so. those um, Do those use uh, USB microphones then? No, those use XLR microphones. XLR microphones as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They have TRS inputs, so you can plug in anything to them really anything that has a t um like you could plug a guitar into them if you yeah. wanted or anything like that so yeah okay so yeah, there are there are um differences for microphones with usb and the uh what do you call it? slr cable xlr 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 cables um i think the difference is mostly in quality though right so yes. you're not going to get the good quality with the USB microphones. No, the difference with the USB is that it has to, within the microphone, convert the music into a digital format. And 
microphones aren't really meant to do that. And so, yeah, you just don't get the quite the same quality, but you will save money. And that's ultimately what it comes down to is like, if you want a cheaper option, then there is other ways to do these things. But, and then you can, you know, invest literally thousands of dollars and get great quality and you can go above and beyond. Right. I think, we would i would like to think that we kind of settled in a middle ground mm-hmm. because we don't we didn't have thousands and thousands of dollars to dump into it but we did find a middle ground where you know we had we found a little bit of money here and we could invest into that and do this and kind of get the podcast to a happy medium where it was like cool like this sounds good it could i mean to me it could be better i guess essentially but like at the same time i'm happy with it as a product that we're like kind of putting out there for the world and sharing it with everybody definitely i i definitely like the way it sounds uh i really like to go back and listen to them when i'm doing the notes and just to hear the way you've edited it edited each podcast and the way it sounds is great especially compared to how we started when i was just using the microphone from my headphones so yeah it's, <laughs> it's quite a lot better now um, so with a computer, which you need for basically the rest of this, um, you need to have a hosting site for your, for your podcast, somewhere that'll host the files that will give you, um, an RS, RSS feed link, uh, which we'll get into in a minute, but the hosting sites can be, what we use is SoundCloud. Um, the problem with that though, is that the amount of podcasts that we had recorded before we even released any was about three times more than you can upload onto SoundCloud within a month. So we have we pay a bit extra so that we have more space on SoundCloud so we can upload I think we have I think we might have the unlimited version. Yeah, there's three versions of SoundCloud. Yeah. There's the free version, which allows you to, th- I think, have 120 minutes of audio uploaded at any time. And so that, obviously, two hours. So if you're recording music and, you know, you're putting out three-minute songs, like, cool, you can have close to, you know, 40 songs up there, which is quite a bit. And then as you build your discography, you just take older ones down, I guess, right? Or you can upgrade as well. And I think the middle one is the pro one, which I want to say gives you 500 minutes. And then we have the unlimited one because, yeah, even the pro one, I think before we had released any uh, Roots of Life podcast episodes, we had recorded seven episodes. Mm -hmm. And so with being 40 to 65 minutes a piece, we were already over the pro and so quickly realized that it just the only way to do it was to have the unlimited uh, version of SoundCloud, which is a monthly subscription of fifteen dollars. I, th- I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. There at least. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a couple other options. I haven't really looked into them because obviously we have um, we have SoundCloud going for us, but you can go to archive.org. Just pulling it up now, and. Apparently, that one is one of the better ones as well. Um, Internet Archive is a non-profit library of millions of free books, movies, software, websites, musics, and more. Music. So you can up- upload your own um, files here, and I believe it'll also give you an RSS feed. But I have not used it. But when I was researching the be- other options, 
there was archive.org and Amazon has S3, I believe. Um, it's another cloud storage, basically. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of them out there because I remember looking into them when we were getting the podcast started and there's many of them out there and they've all kind of changed and they continue to change. It seems because a lot of, you know, the blogs that I was reading from 2015 were like, Oh yeah, like it costs this much. And this is now 2016 and all of the prices have changed and this has changed and this is updated. And so I quickly realized that there was a lot going on there. Uh, another thing I would like to throw out there is that we have a website, rootsoflifepodcast.com. Feel free to check it out, which we created with WordPress. And if you pay for WordPress, you can host your podcast there on your own website as well, mm -hmm. which we did not do, which I think realizing after that, like, that might have been an easier way to go. That was actually but like... Was there a reason we didn't? I don't remember. The plan was we were gonna, going to do that. We were going to use our website, but the way we had read it um, online was that you have to post put everything on to your website, and then from there use um the google the google rss feed creator whatever it is um and that that connection kind of doesn't work anymore so you can't create an rss feed through feedburner which is google's rss um creator and the, the they just don't work anymore together but we didn't realize that if you paid for like the the top um, top price for for the website that you could actually just host it from there. We were mm. trying to do it like the freeway with like Feedburner and then get it on there, and then we found SoundCloud and went with that without looking further into things on the website. Now, the one thing I want to say is if anybody is trying to figure out what they're going to do if you're trying to get a podcast going and you're kind of figuring out these steps is take your time, don't rush it, and really, like, figure out what is the best option. Because I think myself, like, I was really excited and I just wanted to, like, get it out there. And I was, like, pushing and I was, like, we got to do that. We got to do this and we got to, like, get it out there. And then as we said, like we now realize that there was better options, which maybe would have saved us money and maybe would have worked better with like scheduling things and all that kind of stuff and uploading at certain times. And so take your time, figure out what's going to be work, work best for you and then execute. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that I like about the WordPress is you can schedule posts and like when things are going to go live. Whereas, on SoundCloud, you post things, but you can only post them as private or public, and there's no option to schedule them to go public after they've been posted. So you have to go in and manually do that. So you have to remember every Friday for us to put them as public so that they'll upload to Google and iTunes. I have mentioned a couple times the RSS feed. So that is basically just a feed of 
basically your, your audio, your work. And SoundCloud is great for that in that it just creates one for you. There's, there's a link in SoundCloud that has um, basically the link to your feed so that anybody can go on and find every single episode that you've posted as public. Um, I'm not sure how it would work on WordPress. Like I said, we haven't really gone into too much of that. I'd really, um, I'm going to look into it and see if maybe it's, it's a cheaper version. We might be able to just kind of move everything over there quickly. But as for now, SoundCloud is super easy. So if you are trying to just push everything out, I would advise against it. But SoundCloud's easy and quick to do. Now, the idea of an RSS feed is you submit the RSS feed to iTunes and Google Play. And what it does is it reads the RSS feed, which goes back to the hosting site a SoundCloud or WordPress or whatever it might be. And so every time you upload something to SoundCloud, it then iTunes will then read the RSS feed and recognize that you've uploaded a new episode or a new podcast. And then it will then pull that over onto their podcast store. And then people will then have a chance to uh, listen to it or download it or stream it from their podcast service. Just yeah. to make that clear. Yeah, um, that part was probably one of the, the most exciting parts about starting the podcast. We put everything in. We had basically like apply to be on their um, on their their feed, the iTunes podcasts or the Google Play podcasts. You you kind of just apply. You put everything in there. Here's all of our information, and they they either approve you or they don't if you're missing certain things or if I'm not sure if they, they go on like content because we, we claimed ourselves as explicit so that we can say things that aren't necessarily bitch fuck <laughs> ass shit. We can say that and we don't get in trouble. Yes, we can. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, it took like, I think a week for the Google play to come back to us. And then like another three days after that iTunes did. So, those were the most exciting moments that I can remember in the last like few months here. It's been quite a while, actually. We're on like what April? So that was it's like, almost May, man. Almost May, damn. And so, anyways, that was that was like January. That was wasn't beginning it? of January, yeah. Yeah, it's been almost six months now. Five. It's April's the fourth, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, we started we, oh, we started yeah, recording we record, this started in November. Recording. Yeah, like end of October, even. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's been seven months, six yeah. months, seven months. We've been recording for a while. Um, Killing the game. <laughs> and to start recording, what we needed to do was have a idea for the podcast. So that is, That's an important one. That is very important. Honestly, I think that should be the first part. What you need, an idea. You need kind of like an overarching topic. I know we go all over the place with different things, but... Basically, we're trying to push like positivity is like our biggest. Basically, we fuck shit up. (laughs) (laughs) We're here for the laughs and the smiles and the good times. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So that's our main like our main topic is pushing positivity, 
trying to like have some fun with this and just like be out there. Awareness. Awareness. Everything like that. Wellness. Yeah. I'm going to keep interrupting you. Good thing. Every, every moment. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about the, the social media presence that we've tried to keep up? Yeah. Um, now, I know that in this world, in this current modern age, there is a lot of content out there. And it's important to know that, yes, we all know that if you want to start a podcast or if you're a painter or you're a musician, you want your art to be shared with other people. That's why you make art. You don't make art to paint or like you don't make art to put it in your bedroom and for nobody to ever see. At that point, it's not art. Art is to be shared. And at that point, art can be valued. And so it's important to have a social media presence uh, so that people can talk about your art because that's essentially what you're doing is you're creating content and you're putting it out there for the world. And if you don't give the people the ability to talk about your content, and your art, then nobody's ever going to hear it. And so it's important to give people the opportunity to share it and give people the opportunity to talk about it. Because ultimately, like, if you just if you just post a podcast on up there and you do nothing to tell anybody about it, nobody's ever going to hear it. Because there are so many well-known podcasts and so many well-known shows and entertainment and different uh, kinds of entertainment that people are just going to go to those because they're well known, they're reputable and people have talked about them. And it's that, it's that feeling of being comfortable within that. So people aren't, won't want to take a risk. You might get the odd person, but create social media handles. One of the important things is one of the most important things I think that you can do is when you figure out a name for your podcast, like before you tell anybody like your friends or family or whatever, coworkers or peers, you should go lock down the social media handles for those. So go to, go to Twitter. Go to go to uh, Snapchat. Go to Instagram. Go to Facebook and lock those handles down, or check to see if other people have those handles. Because if they do, then you're kind of fucked. Like you don't really have. You know, you're going to be forwarding people. You're going to be trying to attract people to your podcast, but you're not going to have that cohesive. Um, glue there to say like because like we tell people hey like if you want to find us go to rootsoflifepodcast.com or go to roots of life podcast right because that's that makes it easy for people to find and so when you have to start doing things like uh i'm looking at my piano right now so i'm gonna be like well i'm yamaha official like it just gets that much more confusing but when you can go to twitter and type in yamaha like, you know, you're going to find the brand Yamaha, right? Like it just, it makes that easy. So come up with an idea for your podcast, come up with a name for your podcast, lock those names down, lock down a domain for your website, get a social media presence, give people the ability to talk about your show, give people the ability to share and tell their friends about you so that people will hear your art and hear your content. I think it's also good to have that space where people can contact you as well just in case like they have something to say about it, um, be it good or bad, doesn't matter. Um, 
it's just good to be available for other people so that you're there and they see that you're actually like engaging in in everyday life and something that they can see that's not just each week this enigma puts out this piece of art i mean if that's what you're going for if you want to be an enigma do it that'd be really cool but otherwise like most people want to see that you are actually there doing things i know there's a few like podcasts or even social media handles that you find that you're like oh cool they just followed me oh they haven't posted in like six months plus probably won't follow them or ever look at their stuff again because they haven't been around so it's good to see that people are actually still out there doing things people want to humanize with you yeah they they want to know that you're a person they want to know that uh, they they want to know that they can do this too, which is essentially why we're sharing this with you today is just to know, let, let you know that really anybody can do this. The only person not allowing you to do it is yourself. So if you want to create art, if you want to do anything, you have the ability to do so. You know, we were fortunate enough that we had each other to kind of bounce ideas off of and talk about things and develop it together. And you know, maybe you just need to find someone else to help push you forward. Maybe you're going to listen to this and we're just giving you that little kick in the ass that you need to get your ass in gear. So, and if you have any questions about any of this, feel free to contact us. I mean, we're not professionals. Like I stated earlier, we, we do our best. We do what we can. We're not like paid for any of this, which is basically my definition of professional at this point. Um, <laughs> so but we will answer like anything we that you any questions that you have if we can and if we can't we'll try and find the answer for you yeah you think it's uh time for a quick break and then we'll get on to some a little break apps break. that we use to stay organized a little break you break <laughs> break me off a piece of that again we don't get paid for this <laughs> maybe you don't Damn it. <laughs> Nestle hit me up. I'm a sellout. <laughs> Man, you'd think Nestle would hit me up. My uncle works for them. <laughs> Maybe we should be reaching out to them. Maybe I should. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah, so we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more and go a little bit more in depth about some of the uh, specific programs and apps we use to make the podcast work thank you everybody for joining us today and we will be back momentarily if you can speak you can influence if you can influence you can change lives if you can speak you can influence if you can influence you can change lives and we're back and it's that special time of day where i get to ask one special question james what tickles your fancy? That is a very personal question. And I'm slightly offended that you would even ask me. But I'll tell you anyways. I'll tell you really? anyways. I, th- I thought I would be like the one person who's allowed to it's ask true. that question. It's true. You are. <laughs> uh, well. Besides well, yeah, of course. the girlfriends. I mean, I don't know. I might tell you more things than I tell my girlfriends. Just because it's like guy things I can tell you and... You won't get offended. And I have the same relationship with you as like with my girlfriend. Like, so I'll tell you certain things that I probably yeah, and tell I'll probably her, tell my girlfriend things you know? that I wouldn't tell you. But I mean, it's just we have people for different things, right? That's cool. It's true. Exactly. Different relationships. Anyways, 
My tickled fancy for the week is picking up my guitar after not playing it for probably a year around there and then actually remembering how to play a song. I remembered how to play Fast Car by Tracy Chapman. Really good song. Love playing it. Was it really easy to remember or did you have to go through um, the process of it? It probably took it me out? just a couple minutes. So it wasn't like it wasn't like I had to re remember everything. And I actually I actually played it better this time than I'd ever played it before. I like remembered something extra and I was like, Oh, cool. There we go. But yeah, it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed just actually like picking something up that I hadn't done in a really long time. Something that I really do enjoy. I've just kind of I don't know, I've kind of just like avoided it because for me, it was like something that I knew I had to work on, I guess. So I just like avoided it or something. Anyways. It's yeah. a practice. Taylor, what tickles your fancy? Well, I work at a school and it's always nice knowing that you're giving back to people. So... I don't know. I like teaching, and so that's kind of my tickle fancy for the week. It's kind of, it, it's that the feeling you get when you help people mm-hmm. is always like very rewarding. And so, working at a school, like I'm not a teacher. I'm not. It's not necessarily my job to teach, but a lot of the times you end up educating some of the students when they ask you questions or they have uh, concerns or anything. And so, it's always nice to be able to help and to give back when that time is when it's necessary i guess so i always get a kick out of that and i always have a deep appreciation for my teachers everything from some of my mentors within the music business and uh i have an appreciation for my teachers at the yoga studio and just everybody who's played like an important like educational role in my life like my grandpa was a big one my grandpa and so Cause he like, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents as I've said multiple times in the past. Uh, so yeah, I have an appreciation for teachers. And so I, I like to, it feels good to help and give back and educate other people as well. So that is my tickle fancy. For I the like week. it. That's beautiful. It's like topic yeah. two on episode 23 of the roots of life podcast. James, we want to talk about, the apps that we use to stay organized and that we use to make sure we are efficiently creating a podcast and show for everybody so that we're not wasting your time. Because I don't want to waste my time. I don't want to waste exactly. your time. We got stuff to do. We're busy people. A lot of stuff. <laughs> All the things. <laughs> Anyways. So one of those things that we do, especially because we are so far away, um, is we use Google Calendar. We can sync up everything that we need to have done for the month or the week or whatever. And it's on each of our calendars so we know when it needs to be done and when we're able to do it. Um, And I know we have talked about this before. You use Google Calendar on your phone as well as your laptop because it also syncs to your iPhone calendar. Yeah, it's super easy. You just go into... I don't know how... easy it is to do on like a windows platform but on apple you just like sign into your email and then you like and then it syncs up the calendar from that specific email so if it's like a gmail.com then it'll like pull over the calendar and so it all just syncs up and so i've got like 
I've got so many different calendars within my one calendar. Like I've got a studio schedule. I've got our timeline for the Roots of yeah. Life podcast. I've got birthdays, which is its own <laughs> calendar, which is like I have on like an annual repeat. So like all my family members and stuff, just reminders so that I can remember to like reach out mm-hmm. to people and just you know wish them well and everything like that i've got one for appointments and just personal stuff and work days so it's like all in there and it's super easy just to uh integrate new ones as i get new ones but obviously you don't want to like oversaturate yeah. it or anything like that but yeah so i use it that way which makes it really easy because it's all just in nice. one yeah, it's, place it's the similar so. with like i with google calendar i have android devices so everything's always synced and i only ever use um gmail as my mail service so it's all there and ready to go i've had a hotmail since i was like i still have one the same one Um, i don't ever use it it's um it's if you want to you can you can email me i won't answer but it's jim's too cool 2004 because i was i was really cool back then (laughs) i would like to think that you're even cooler now definitely yeah. Um, another thing that we do is I run the Instagram page. Taylor usually runs the um, Twitter side of things, and then on and off we're on the Facebook. If you compare those two, you notice that James does a lot better job than I do at keeping up on the social media front. <laughs> I just try, I just try and be out there. Um, recently, though, it's been like weighing on me. Like every I have a, three alarms every day for posts. And every day those alarms come up. And I'm like, man, I have no idea what I'm going to post today. But I figured it out um, with the help of a few apps. So Instagram, obviously, I use the app for that. Um, you can't, I don't think you can use Instagram on the web. It's simply just like a phone app. Um, I've tried. You can. You can. Yeah, but it you can look well. at like photos, but you can't like post anything, can you? Yeah. Uh, no, but I do have an application on my computer that is basically an app for okay. Instagram, a third-party app, and I do, and I can, and I have posted with that ah. before. This that is Flume. 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 Okay. Yes. Well, yeah, try it out. App. I don't know. I I just use my phone, and with that, I have a couple extra apps that I use. Um, I like to do a few pictures that are kind of split. So it's like the same picture, put it up a couple times. So it looks kind of cool in the grid on Instagram. And to do that, I use Instagrid. But before I put it on Instagram, I like to put it into this app called Preview, which, like its name says, is a preview of what your Instagram is going to look like when it's all said and done. So you can put a ton of photos in there, and you can even write in all the like description and everything, and it's just a click of a button to copy it. And then you just paste it into your Instagram app. Um, so those two are really helpful for me. I also use um, Textgram and Pick Collage. They are apps that I can basically edit photos. Pick Collage, I can add a bunch together. Um, you'll see I did one, a throwback to all of our artists of the week. That was done with Pick Collage. And Textgram, I can add text to photos. And then another one that I use kind of just for my own kind of stats to see how things are going with the Instagram is InstaFollow. It has basically stats on how many people that you have um, following you and how many people you're following, just like Instagram. But it also shows you 
how many people that follow you um, that you are not following, how many people that you follow that are not following you, and how many followers you have lost and gained in the recent like week or so. So it, I use that kind of just to see like how my posts and like what I'm posting about, how they kind of interact with the audience that we have. But more than anything, it's kind of vanity, I think. <laughs> I just like to see how many followers we have. Everybody may be wondering, why are you talking about Instagram on an episode based on creating mm-hmm. a podcast? And it's really important just to be able to share things with people and create a place where people are going to interact and be able to find your show. And so that's why we think that social media, including Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, are all very important. And so that's why we decided to talk about exactly. And when you do Twitter, you actually, you plan your posts either in the morning or a couple days ahead using an app called Hootsuite. Would you like to tell people how that works? Hootsuite is actually, it's really cool because it's actually a startup company from Vancouver, which is where I live. Uh, So that's a pretty cool, neat little fact. They, it's basically like your social media all plumped into one spot. So you, uh, there's different versions of it, uh, different graded subscriptions, but there is a free version which allows you to sync up, I believe it's three social media accounts, so you can do like a Twitter, a uh, Facebook, and an Instagram. Uh, Hootsuite isn't very useful for Instagram because you still can't schedule posts, so I think you can schedule videos for YouTube with it though, and so that can be quite helpful. Uh, but so yeah, you don't necessarily need Instagram on Hootsuite. Uh, that's why I think we figured out that it's best for James to use all these other applications and third-party apps for Instagram to kind of optimize that in a way that works for us. But yeah, so Facebook, you can now also schedule your own posts if you have an artist page or a business page. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think you can with personal pages yet maybe you can maybe i'm wrong but i don't know i'm i'm not really on facebook that often anymore i've tried to cut that for the most part out it's big time waster i just i took it off the phone so now now i only check it like i have the messenger Mm -hmm. app on my phone so because i have i'm in a couple group chats with uh some friends of ours and uh the studio guys and everything so I like to stay in, uh, to be able to contact and stay in contact with those guys uh, very easily. But in terms of like the Facebook app to check the news feed and my notification stuff, I do that maybe once or twice a day. And it's usually just like when I pull my laptop open, which depending on what my day looks like could be once, it could be three times. So it's usually just a quick check. And then there's usually, I notice too, when you leave it for longer, <laughs> a lot of your notifications build up. And then I, I just, it's like overwhelming yeah. to look at. I was like, I have like 12 notifications. I'm like, I can't look at all those. Like I just, then I just like completely forget about them. and I don't address anything, which is probably really unprofessional and <laughs> not good of me. Well, but 
nonetheless most of the time I when it. i have that many notifications they're all like this person posted on this page and things like that and it's really really insignificant information for me i don't care i don't yeah. care about most of them so i've noticed that facebook is has started doing mm-hmm. that more and more like they're they created their own reasons to put like make push notifications yeah. you know Whereas before you had to kind of give them a reason to like, if you didn't interact with anybody or anything, you wouldn't get any notifications. But now the more, even if you don't like you're going to get notifications. And I think that's just them figuring out, uh, you know, in terms of like marketing and attention spans and everything. And they, they know that if you, even if somebody doesn't interact with anything, they know that if they, give you a notification right it's like that idea that you get the dopamine drip every time your like phone buzzes but it's so small you don't notice like you don't get this like oh my god like i'm so excited this person's texting me or whatever like you don't get you don't recognize that psychologically but i think you're more likely to interact with people if you're getting those notifications as well and because they've also noticed that with pictures people like pictures Mm -hmm. a lot and so that's why Instagram is so popular. And now with, if you notice with Facebook, uh, your list, will, your uh, newsfeed will have more and more pictures in it because they know that people will, are more likely to interact with them if there's, with the posts, if there's uh, a visual aspect, yeah, a visual, a, a visual aspect of it as opposed to just like words. So that's something to be conscious of, I think, but totally Definitely, off but topic. That's okay. Um, yeah, so Twitter. Twitter is a great one for our, to use Hootsuite with. It, you can schedule posts, and so you can uh, schedule as many posts. I, don't, I think there might be a limitation, depending on if you have a paid subscription or not. I think on the free ones, you might be able to do like 10 or 12, which is enough. I mean, if depending on what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish, you know, I think you could maybe post to Twitter once every hour, do 10 posts a day. And I think that's like a good amount of uh, traffic. And obviously you want to like try and switch those up and uh, put some pictures in once in a while and do some retweets and da da da. And so it's good to like have some variation in there, but it's a pretty simple application. If you go check out Hootsuite.com, you can definitely set it up quite easily. You just sync it up with your social media accounts, and then you're, like, off to the races. And it's pretty straightforward. It takes five minutes to learn. So it's a really cool one. Even – I don't know if you really need it if you're not, like, doing some kind of business or you're not trying to, like, regulate that stuff. But if you just use that stuff casually as, like, a personal user, then, like, I wouldn't worry about it. I would just use the apps when you want to use them. So outside of social media, a few things that we that we use, um, most often Taylor, in terms of when he's editing things, um, are digital audio workstations. So that's where he is editing the audio for the podcast. And yeah, and basically just any kind of editing he needs to do for his work as well. So can you explain what a digital digital audio workstation is for everyone? and the different kinds that they could use. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a digital audio workstation is exactly kind of what it portrays in the name. It's digital, so it's in a computer. It's an application, software program, 
notice how we w- made that change from like things were like softwares or pro- like programs. I remember back in the day, it was like there were programs mm. for the computer, and now everything's yeah. applications. I don't know when we made that change. I think it was. I think, I, it was I think so. I think I like, think the uh, the verbal change in like in day to day speech was definitely when it came to the phones. Now it's like there's still programs for computers, like especially um, like Windows computers. I think at Max they call theirs applications as well. But yeah, like a Windows computer, it has programs and things like that. So I think it's definitely just like the phones and the Macs, everything coming coming together. It's changed the way that we speak about computers. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so a digital audio workstation is basically a workstation application that is used to record edit and mix audio whether it be a podcast or it be music or it be voiceover work for a movie it could be anything there's multiple different ones out in the wild there i specifically use pro tools i do not suggest somebody going and getting pro tools for the sake of doing a podcast because it is quite expensive i use it just because i got into making music and it's uh kind of like art the industry standard and it's what people learn it's what i use in school and so i use it for my work as well there are cheaper and even free versions for uh each os so you have GarageBand comes free with any Mac computer, so or Apple computer, and um, so that's a really easy one, super easy to just like get an interface and plug in a microphone, or even just, uh, or even just use a built-in microphone for your podcast, and you can literally record it on the spot into GarageBand, and you're like you, that's all you need and i the thing is i think most laptops nowadays have a built-in mm-hmm. microphone so if you really wanted to you could you could just do it that way and there is also if you're using a windows-based platform there is audacity which is also available for mac but it is free on the internet and so you don't have to worry about cracking anything you don't have to worry about paying for anything i think you can pay for it they might ask you to somewhere, but it's all free and you don't have, there's, you have no obligation to pay. So that's a great one as well. Uh, super easy, super straightforward. I haven't used it a ton because I just have never had a use to or a reason to, I guess, but it's one. Uh, Logic is one that is basically a paid version of GarageBand. It's a little bit better. It's a little more professional. Uh, people do use it more than GarageBand. It will do the job as well if you are interested in getting into it. Logic would be a good one. Like I think, I think if you're gonna try and do editing and stuff, then Logic might be a good one to get. It's about two hundred dollars, so it's a little pricey, I guess, depending on what your price rate is. But it will make a difference in terms of uh, just like the the flow, the workflow mm-hmm. for editing. It would be a lot easier i think than garage band so yeah there's multiple ones uh so yeah that's i find it's a great way to kind of 
put everything in place and move things where you want, make things sound the way you want before uh, putting your podcast up on the internet for everybody to hear so you can make sure it sounds fantastic. Just like you. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> so you, you've also, you also put everything up on YouTube and you use you have used iMovie before um which is the apple version of a video editor that comes free with it and windows has um i think windows media player is the one that plays but then there's like windows movie maker or something like that that you can edit videos in but you use something different um just because you found it was easier to edit with or yeah, I use uh, Premiere, which is an Adobe application. So if you're into Photoshop or anything like that, or Illustrator, the uh, Premiere is one. I don't really do much editing. I've, I th- think for at one point I wanted to try and get into it, but I don't have any video stuff to really edit. But I've done some basic video editing, one camera stuff, so I've never had to really like flip shots or anything like that. It's more just like cutting stuff out that I don't want. But yeah, I use that and even now it's super easy just to throw the audio in there after I've done with it in my DAW, quote unquote digital audio workstation. And then I just uh, put in a still picture and then I like drag the picture out so that the picture stays there uh, for the whole length that the audio is playing. And then you're able to export it out of there into a QuickTime movie format. I don't know if it's an MP4 or if it's just like what kind of format it's in but um i usually take it because it'll premiere will bounce it out at 720p and which i find is just not necessary for what we do because we just use a still graphic for the youtube videos and so i then take it from there and i open it in quicktime where i can then export it into a 480p format and that just makes it so much easier to get it up onto YouTube and make it so much faster because I don't need like an HD graphic that's going to sit there because nobody's going to look at it while they're listening to it. <laughs> that's how I feel anyways. And so that's why I, I don't do know. That. I always stare uh, at the static but, photo for the entire time just to see if it changes just that one time. <laughs> well, you're one in a million. I'm telling you that now. Uh, I'm kidding. Um, so, uh, so yeah, those are a couple options for video editors because I think I've mentioned it before. It's important to have your stuff on YouTube. There's a big following on YouTube. People are watching more and more YouTube every day and watching less and less TV. So people are looking to other places for their entertainment needs. And so to take your podcast from an audio format to a video format and get a YouTube ready is it's easy. There's like free ways to do it all over the place. Um, And there's just a couple different applications. Figure out which one works for you. Da, da, da and then get it ready so yeah uh imovie windows media or windows movie maker and adobe premiere is available for mac and windows so you have the options there finally the last piece or the last app that you use more than i do i just downloaded it yesterday actually but the app that you use to basically keep track of your time and the amount of time that you've been working on different projects for the studio or for the podcast is toggle. Can you explain how it works? 
because I'm just looking at the screen now and I have not figured it out yet, but I'll get there. Yeah, toggle's super easy. It's basically just a stopwatch, essentially, is all it is to keep track of your different uh, clients and projects and things that you want to do and goals that you've set and tasks. And so I use it for multiple reasons, the podcast being one of them, my studio being another. Like, I am working on a song today for a client and basically... I just start the timer. I create a project. He's he's one of my clients, and then I set the project, and then I start a timer, basically. And it just keeps track of how long I'm working on that specific task for, so then I can then show him, or I can forward him the time and let him know how much time I spent on it uh, for me specifically, because I get I will get paid an hourly rate for this one specifically. Not always the case, but it is now, and. So for the podcast as well, it's always just nice to have something to reference, like to have a goal and know how long I've been working on something for is really nice just because we do spend hours and hours working on everything between the recording of the podcast to the editing and getting it ready and uh, all the social media work that we do and communicating with everybody. So it's it's nice to be able to keep have a visual representation of that set the goal know what I was working on that day and then I can kind of look at it and say to myself well I feel like I wasted a lot of time today but oh like I spent two hours on the podcast today but at least I got this 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 and this done and then it just makes you feel better it's like that that setting goals and realizing how much you get done right rather than not setting the goal and then sure you got stuff done but it's just that I don't know it's easier to relate to or easier to understand when you've done it you know what I mean I don't know yeah that makes sense I like I always like to have like a certain amount of time allotted to something and that or at least know that I did allot that amount of time to something when I was working on it so that I'm not just looking back and saying, oh, what did I do today? I know the amount of time that I spent and that it actually went to something useful. But yeah, so toggle without an E, T-O-G-G-L.com. Super easy. Projects, tasks, a timer. Set it all up. There's a web-based version. There is a desktop version and an mobile version i find that the web-based version works the best you may find different for yourself as everybody has different needs again it is one of those applications that has a free version it has a paid subscription version as well so depending on what your needs are you may need something different but i just use the free version and i find it works great nice should we take a break now or should we just go straight to topic three let's take a break it's time for the patreon topic of the day so fucking awkward (laughs) so awkward you know you know what's really awkward jimmy (laughs) Reminding someone when they owe you money. Do you know what you do for that? 
just be really passive aggressive. Yeah, the whole time <laughs> until it kind of like really weighs down on you and you're like, man, I need that money. So you go on Facebook and you post Rihanna's Bitch better have my money music video on their, on their Facebook or, or you know what else you do? What's that? You create a voicemail memo and send it to them <laughs> over text message. <laughs> You play a piano. Oh my god, I totally forgot about that. Teddy, and you have my motherfucking money. (laughs) Give me my motherfucking money or give me my tent back. I need my motherfucking (laughs) tent. (laughs) Oh man, the roommate is a genius. I'm gonna miss him, dude. I know. It's gonna be sad when he's gone. He's gone in like two days like three days oh yeah, damn dude. well maybe maybe he'll start sending you like musical voice i would appreciate that just so i could hear his voice i know that's what i was gonna say that'd be beautiful that'd be I, li- I really don't know what i'm gonna do like it's it's such a weird thing just because I, he literally like we laugh all the time at home like it's so nice living with him just because it's such like a light environment to live in and we're not stressing yeah. each other out or worried about what the other one's doing. It's literally like when we do see each other, we're like cracking jokes and we're laughing all the time. Even if it's like nine o'clock in the morning and we're like, hey, man, it's like, dude, you want to know what happened <laughs> last night? Some crazy ass shit. And then we just like go off and we laugh and fuck. it's like great. So I'm going to miss that little fucker. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he doesn't leave like owing you money though, or you owing him money especially though, because you might get like a really passive aggressive voice. Yeah, maybe. no, I don't think. That's I'm just kidding. Happen, no, that'd be great though. I'm I'm sad that he's gonna be gone. I, know. I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I won't even get to like shout at him through Skype anymore. <laughs> that's always the funniest part. Hi, yeah. Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yelling back. Hopefully it's not like in your headphones yeah, at that point. Exactly. It's a common, it's a common occurrence. Another awkward part, though, about somebody owing you money and you reminding them is when you neglect to remind them, and you just decide, you know what? I've decided I'm gonna just never see this person again for that twenty dollars they owe me, and then you see them again, and it's the most awkward moment of your life because you're like, I want to tell you that you owe me money, but I haven't seen you in like a year, so this could just get really weird. At that point. Do you bring it up or do you just kind of bite your tongue and count it as a loss? I don't know. Like, it depends on, I honestly, I think it depends on like how you're doing financially. Like if you're like homeless and you see a guy that you're like, man, you owe me 20 bucks. Like I'm going to, if I'm homeless and I see a guy that owes, that I know owes me 20 bucks, like from however fucking long ago, I'm going to tell him he owes me 20 bucks. I'm going to say it. That's fair. I mean, I've never been homeless, so I don't really know if that would necessarily be how I'd feel about it, but I think that's where I would be at. I would just play a piano and send people really passive aggressive messages. <laughs> Man, I, I really wish I could play piano now so I could just do that all the I time. Know. But then you have to, you have to learn to sing <laughs> decently too. Cause that's the, that's the great thing yeah. is Josh can, the roommate can sing and <laughs> cut it. <laughs> yeah. The roommate can sing, but when he does those, he does them 
kind of shitty, but because it's like, I can sing, but I'm going to sing shitty in this moment. So it, it's really yeah. funny in that sense where he's not trying super hard to sing really well. So yeah, he does like a, is it like Bo Burnham, the comedian who does like the singing and piano? It's kind of yeah. like that. It's pretty funny. It's good. Anyways, I think that's it. The last thing we have is our listener challenge. Um, so our listener challenge for this week is just for you to send us a topic that you'd like to hear us talk about. Something that interests you, something that you think could stump us, anything like that, something fun, something weird, something overtly sexual. I don't care. Let's have some fun with it. Send it in. I like sexual. <laughs> I saw your nipples get hard when you when I said that. <laughs> Just like ding ding. <laughs> All right. So you can send those things to us. You can send them to us on Facebook. You can send them to us on Twitter at Roots of Life Pod. On Instagram at Roots of Life Podcast. You can send us an email to rootsoflifepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the website, rootsoflifepodcast.com. Where you can hear all the Roots of Life podcast episodes and even some of our written works all in one special place. Exactly. And if you like all that work, feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash rootsoflife and you can support us in our creative endeavors thank you everybody we're very appreciative of your time and we thank you for listening and being here with us this week we hope you have a fantastic week and we look forward to being here and speaking with you next week thanks everybody stay weird